0: Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the Really Charlie Podcast. Um today's guest is gonna be Coach Wayne Hamlet. He's trying to get on some technical difficulties, you know. That's what happens with old timers, you know. Our old ball coach. Sometimes we um we just can't uh get the get these things right. But um meanwhile we're gonna we're gonna stay on the podcast and um Talking. and hopefully you can get connected um but I'm gonna tell a few things say a few things about my man Mr. Wayne Hamlet and feel free to chime in maybe we can get him on but we're gonna try our best okay coach Hamlet over 20 years over 20 years of coaching at New Bedford High School um at different times uh, definitely uh top-notch coach, was one of the coaches that I admired when I arrived at um, New Bedford High School in the early 80s. And um, I was very, very pleased to meet this man. He's always been cordial, classy, professional, and a very funny man. Um, he, He got us motivated so, so much, you know, just playing for the guy, you know, you just, you couldn't do anything else but play hard for him, you know, he was doing his best to get us ready for games. And, um, I'm so happy that I was fortunate to, um, be under his wing as a player for a year. And then later on coach with him at the high school. And, um, he allowed me to coach the freshman team with a few other good coaches. And, um, and I, I just that experience every year, especially when I see the players that came through the high school that I coached and, um, you know, saying hello to me and what's up. And you see that they've grown and become family, family people. And um, it's great. Great to see. So. But uh, hi, everyone. Let's see, what's up, Joey? Uh hope everyone's doing well. I'm going to try to get our coach connected as soon as we can. And if not, we're going to continue with this uh, podcast as best we can. And you know, I'll keep it on for about 30 minutes if coach can't come on. So, um, you know, what, are we, what were some of your memories about the coach? You know, that's it. Uh, here we go here. Got Reggie Victor. Yes, Reggie. Wow. My favorite teacher, hell of a mentor, showed myself and my brothers the ropes and how to be a man. It's so true. You know, he just wasn't wasn't just a ball coach. You know, he was he's definitely a teacher, mentor, talk to you about whatever you needed to talk about it was definitely gonna steer you the right way. And um I, I'm just so uh I was so happy. To be around this guy, um, and to this day, when I see him, it kind of I light up like a light bulb. You know, he's, he's just a good, good man. So, um, and let's see. All right, without further ado, we got a man.
1: My oh, there you go, a little Doc out there. There you go. That better. Hey, Coach. hey Coach. How you doing, Charlie? How's everything?
0: Uh, all right. Nice to see you.
1: My pleasure. Thank you for having me on.
0: I'm sorry to put you through all these technical difficulties, but this is the only way we can do it now is uh, through virtual uh, podcast. and But you know what? We love you, Coach.
1: Thank you very much. No, It's a pleasure to be here. I watched yeah. the show the other night, and... Uh, I got a lot of laughs out of listening to those three guys talking there the Steel Brothers. <laughs> oh,
0: they <laughs> Yeah, they they were it was it was so nice for me as a kid being around them. They were older and um but they treated us good in the neighborhood and um and then you know their play speaks for itself. You you couldn't want you couldn't want to be anything but you know Other than those guys, you know, they were doing it on the football field, the basketball court, no matter what, you know, they were doing it. So, um, and, and it goes back to you coach over 20 years of coaching. Um, and, uh, you've seen a lot of players. You actually were in the classroom with a lot of students and, um, those memories must be really, um, a treasure for you. Um, you know, my first time meeting you was in the early 80s, and um, I was so happy to see you. I thought you were a cool dude um, and uh, one of my favorite coaches of all times.
1: Thank you very much. Well, you know, the big thing about
0: uh... – um hello, of... Go ahead, Coach. Go ahead.
1: No, I was just saying, you know, the big thing about uh, teaching and coaching is, you know, you get to see the kids in two different atmospheres you know you get to see him in the classroom mm-hmm. where there's you know supposedly supposed to be a lot of structure and then you get to see him on the athletic field uh, where there there is open structure but there is guidance there you know to to mm-hmm. maintain uh, their level of ability and uh, their level as a, as a person
0: yeah the uh, i got a couple of messages um oh throughout the week and Derek Consatio said he really really appreciates all you've done for him and, and the football community here in New Bedford and uh, and also one of the, uh, Raymond Gant Raymond Gantt sent me a message as soon as he seen the announcement and he said tell coach I said hello and he said make sure he talks about me.
1: It's true you know, <laughs> you know Ray, Raymond Gantt was uh, a big time ball player. He had size, he had speed, and he definitely had toughness. He, he had all the qualities that you're looking for in a kid. And you want to see that kid go further on in his education and further on up the the level of play. And he had all the tools to do it.
0: Yeah. he, He, he was, uh, he's one of the younger guys in the neighborhood. Um, you know, he's just under me and, um, I enjoyed seeing him, you know, and some of the other kids from the South End that uh, grew up in the same neighborhood. And um, uh, so, but you, you definitely have seen a lot and I, uh, I know that when, when I was playing there, um, I just thought we had a great, great team, um, but the record didn't show it, you know, and um, sometimes that works, it works out that way. Um, and the big three I really uh, that that puzzled me I, I wish we could have got out of that and and played the local schools I think it would have been beneficial for all of us you know as far as financial wise and and having bigger crowds at the games and stuff like that when we kind of went to the big three um and I don't think it was by choice but kind of hurt the hurt the area
1: a little bit I think Well, there is, there is a lot, a lot of positive about playing locally, you know, playing, uh, you know, Dartmouth and playing Stang and Vogue and for Haven. But you have to look at it and the way the MIA looks at it is according to the size of the school. And we tried to form a conference because we left the Southeastern Mass Conference back then. They had two divisions, the large division and they had the small division. We were, of course, we were in the large division. And we were always, you know, the ones at the top of the uh, rankings at the end of the season. And we left the uh, uh, Southeastern Mass Conference, and we wanted to get into a conference with uh, Attleboro, Taunton, Bonstable, Bridgewater-Rainham, you know, Brockton, and Durfee, and us Mm -hmm. in like a seven or eight team league. And that never came about, and the only three teams that stuck together Brockton, Durfee, and us, and that's how the big three got formed.
0: Yeah, we um I mean I remember uh after leaving the high school and going to, um and I started working. Um and then one of my fascinating times was in the nineties when uh things were good. You know, sports in the high school was at the at the top of its it's a game, you know, in every sport, you know, whether it's baseball, basketball, football, uh, track, I think a girls' softball. Um, so it was in even volleyball. They were definitely going to the state finals in all sports. Um, and the craziest thing is that uh, the Good Eye family, you know, and. And uh, Ruru and all that, it seemed like there was you had the whole family on the team at one point, they were going from one sport to the next.
1: Yeah, back in the days, there, uh, we you know, we call them the glory days. Uh, I'm not mistaken over a two year period, the uh, school won 13 state titles again, volleyball, uh, football, basketball, baseball, track, uh. I don't want to leave anybody out, but there was a total of, I think, 13 state titles in two years. And that's when they was calling New Bedford the uh, city of champions at the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, yeah, it it, it was it was unbelievable time. And, yes, the good eyes. <laughs> you know, the, they're an amazing family. They were very mm-hmm. supportive of their kids, very supportive of uh, the athletic programs that they participated in. And they were very supportive of the school. And uh, it's nice like to have parents and fans like that. Uh, so it was really, really a great time in New Bedford High history.
0: Yeah. Got a message from Sue Gula. He says, I love all these players. Great games. Good times. My nephew played. It was Chris, Chris Puffy Gula, Jamie Rodericks, Richie Ribeiro. Love those guys. Red and white great coach um and it's, it's funny when uh i announced this podcast um i was getting a lot of direct messages and people just saying all kinds of praises about you and um i uh and i said man these people are right of course of course coach is a great guy um there was one time one moment uh you and i we were uh, we were on the fire fire truck going to the bonfire, and uh, we are going up Union Street, and I remember uh, waving to your mom in uh, in the window. She was uh, somewhere along that stretch, um, cottage tree up in that area, and um, that was a great memory.
1: Yeah, she was a big supporter. She went to all our home games, uh, no matter what the weather was, uh, you know, God rest her soul. She's not with us now. But uh yeah, she was out yes. there. She went to every single game that I played in college. No matter if we were playing in, I played at Bridgeport, she'd take a ride to Bridgeport. If we were playing in Connecticut or we were playing in Rhode Island or whatever, she would take a ride to watch me play. Yeah. But those were the it's, good old days. Uh,
0: yes, they were. Um but that would that was a great memory for me to share with you one of the comments is did you retire because your trademark shorts did the code uh did the code get to you or it says convince you to start that why did you wear the shorts all the time
1: well when i was when i was in college uh playing at bridgeport uh we we used to practice right on the long island sound and it was very very cold (laughs) and it was always windy and the weather was rotten a lot and uh, we had a defensive coordinator. His name was Phil Gennaro. He was a retired guy from the Army. And he wore shots every single day. And I used to say, this guy is going to be nuts. But he inspired a lot of us to, to, to stay with it. When we thought we were cold, we'd look at him and say, if he's not cold, we can do it. And it's just mm-hmm. something that uh, I started. I did it for 25 years straight. And then uh, we get to the point, my daughter said, Dad, I think you're getting a little too old for this. And that's when I started wearing the long pants. Yeah.
0: The uh, one of my favorite uh, teammates I ever had was uh, Jack Nagy. Big Jack. Um, We would sit, you know, around, you know, since leaving high school and talk about different times, you know, especially when we were there. And, um, and even he, he, he just, you know, it always led to you. It always led to the conversation about you and how good you was to us. And, um, you know, so I had, I had a comment up here from Jack. I'm trying to find it now, coach. And, um, but, uh, let me see. Uh we'll, we'll continue on. I'll find it. Um, through the time there was a stint that you had left the school and then came back and coaching again. Um, and, uh, and you was coaching with Mark Markey. So how'd that work out between you? He was your fellow player and, um, you know, was it, was you, how'd you feel about the time?
1: Well, when, uh, when I left, when I resigned in two Oh three, uh, you know, you get to a stage as, as a coach and you, you get the feeling around and uh, that, you know, maybe it's time for a change. You know, we started to climb. Uh, the players weren't coming out. Things weren't going too good. Our record wasn't that well. And, uh, you know, you, you get a feeling in yourself. And I just said, ah, maybe it's time to leave and let somebody else take over. And so I left and it was a 10-year span. And I received a phone call from Mikey Brito asking me for a letter of recommendation because he was going to apply for a a college job. I said, Marky, anything for you? Because he is one of the greatest kids I ever coached. I'm not talking as a player. I'm Mm -hmm. talking as a person, as a human being. And I said, Marky, but there's one stipulation that goes with this letter that I'm going to write for you. My big idea was always to coach college football. If yeah. you get the job, can I come with you? And he said, if I get the job, he said, if I get the job you're on board. So I wrote mm-hmm. the letter. And then about uh, three or four weeks later, he called me, told me, coach, I didn't get the job. I said, well, Mikey, you know, sometimes uh, it's not meant to be and the right job will come mm-hmm. for you. So then when Dennis Golden decided to step down he called me again and asked me if I could write another letter to the New Bedford School uh, Department. And I said, most certainly will. And then he said to me, well, coach, is it still on the table? I get the job, you coming. I says, I'll tell you what, Mike, you get the job, I will be there. And that's when I went back. Yeah, Because because uh, of him. as a person, uh, you could not ask for a better guy to, to have your kid play for. You know, the things that he does yeah. for the kids in the school and on the field is phenomenal. It, it's amazing uh, the, the great job that he does. And I hope maybe some I've of them might yeah. with him.
0: Yeah, it w- will. You you left a mark on all those kids. Um, we all try to, you know, just you try to keep us in line, and that's all we can, that's all we can do for guys like you that were that, – gave a lot of time and effort to us. So, um, Reggie Victor says, please ask them about Reggie and Benson Victor. Any stories about them two characters?
1: (laughs) Uh, Well, I had both of them as students. I had the sister uh, Galen as a student, too. Uh, They they were tremendous kids. Uh, They weren't troublemakers, but they were sort of like the class clown, always joking around. You know, and to, yeah. to this day, we're, we're still very, very good friends. But a good one about Rodney was, uh, Rodney, we used to call him the candy man. He would have mm-hmm. a, a, a brown leather backpack, and in it was always loaded with candy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So uh, one day he came to my class, and he wanted to know if he could sell the candy. I said, no, no, no. Mm. I said, if you bring enough candy, we'll all sit here and eat it. And then the next day he came and he had that brown leather bag all full of candy. And he just opened it up, dumped it on my desk. We sat there and ate candy. He, I, you know, I made him a challenge and he accepted and he, he acknowledged. <laughs> so we sat there and ate candy. Yeah. And the Victor family, you know, they yeah. are tremendous people. Um
0: so uh, buddy jack says always always the best coach that understands players and let us let us have some fun always in the game and i agree with him um they now jack i i, I was i thought jack would end up going a little further than we did and um you know and because uh, to me he was reliable you know i i wish i could have spent more time with you guys, other than just one year. Um, I definitely had some good experiences there and some great friends. Um, I uh, so, um, I I can't I don't want to ask you about favorite players or anything like that, you know. But um, do you have a favorite memory? that you want to share with us?
1: Uh, I would have to say the first time. That we beat Brockton in Brockton that qualified mm-hmm. us to go to the Super Bowl. You know, that that that's one of the big thrillings. And on the other hand, uh a, a top notch one would be uh beating Plymouth in the Super Bowl. We lost to them, that was our only loss during the year. But <laughs> we didn't play well and they deserved to win, so that that was it. But it was the Plymouth players and the Plymouth coaches their attitude after the game towards our kids especially our black kids and they had black kids on their squad too but the things that they were saying Mm -hmm. to us uh, when it came time to play in that Super Bowl I told our kids if we can score 60 points we're going to score 60 points Mm -hmm. what they said to us and we did we won the game fair and square. They people don't realize they took time off the clock because we were gonna run it up. We didn't care. Mm-hmm. But when the game yeah. ended, Chris Gomes was asked the question, uh, what satisfaction do you have today beating them after losing to them during the season? And Chris Gomes comment was this is just strictly business, taking care of business, doing what we had to do today. And, you know, I give mm-hmm. Chris a lot of credit because he could have said a lot of things. Bad about oh, yeah. Him, but he just handled it like a champion and said, we just came here to take care of business, and we did. But, yeah, those those are two, two great memories. Because it was always, if you beat Brock, you almost guaranteed you to the Super Bowl because of the big three, like you stated earlier. You didn't like it. Mm-hmm. That was one plus. Yeah. You only needed yeah. to win, you know, two games and you were going to the Super Bowl.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, um, Jack says that, uh, you call him Emily. <laughs>
1: uh, well, you know, yeah, I, um, looking because Jack always, always had a, always had a drawn look face and uh those big eyes his his eyes were so big and uh but he had a long face on him like he was always sad or something always feeling mm-hmm. bad and i said mm-hmm. so, you, you look like a like a like that emily i said oh you know you, you look sad <laughs> uh-huh. was, uh, well you know uh, and that's the way jack was he never give you a straight answer you know he didn't mm-hmm. uh, mumble and jumble he wouldn't give you an answer yeah but he he was a great kid to coach. Uh, and just the last three, four years uh, during my summer job, I went to one of my work sites. And when I rang the bell, the guy to open the door was big jack. And mm-hmm. we made a little quick reunion. And I look forward to going to that mm-hmm. site every day to see him because he, he's he's such a great gentleman now, you know. And he took very good care sure of him that, uh, that I had working there. He took very good care of him.
0: Yeah, he's he's uh he's a good man, good family man, he raised some great kids, you know. Now they're grown men. Um, I definitely uh, cherish his friendship. Um, now, I like I had Coach Gardner on there, and um, you know, one of the great things I like to see is when you guys were all later on in life. You know, when I was out of school. And I get to see all you guys hanging out together and between you, you know, at times, Coach Gardner, Coach Coach Seed, John Seed, another great guy to me. He's definitely been a good mentor to me over the years. And um, I cherish my friendship with him. Um, Mike Oliveira, I stay in touch with him all the time. Um, and it's good that, to see that you guys have some fun. You joke around. You're funny. And, um, you know, do you still meet up? You guys still keep in touch?
1: Well, we still, uh, right now, uh, back in, in the beginning when I started coaching, we still have uh, Freddie mental coaches the freshman team now for Maki, Stevie Estevez coaches the freshman team, Harry Lowe still coaches the uh, running backs, John Seed works with the receivers, uh. And uh, Jamie Sylvia, who started coaching for me at the end of my regime, he's, still, he's back coaching at the high school now. So a lot yeah. of us are still in contact. Uh, good. I don't get a chance to see my boy Mikey O. Yeah. You
0: know,
1: uh, him and I had a very, very good relationship. Uh, we spent a lot of time together, you know, talking about life, talking about football. Uh, the only time I get to see him now is if I catch him when I'm walking around Buttonwood Park. hmm <laughs>
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> he, he he's a class man. I stole him. I stole yeah. him from Voke to come over to New Bedford High School, <laughs> and uh, I stole him there for Joe Worth. And then he he came on and he became my defensive line coach. And uh, well, he's one heck of a man.
0: You sure know, is. You
1: now you, you're mentioning the the staff uh, that I had and you know, all the different guys that you saw together. And I've always said this, and I said it from the bottom of my heart. It wasn't me that made that football team. It was those assistant coaches. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, once you're a head coach, you sort of get away from the kids. When you're a a position coach, you get to really know the kids. They seem to tell you a lot of stuff. You know, like because when I became head coach, a lot of the kids were afraid to talk to me. Mm -hmm. They didn't want to find out what the outcome might be. But they would (laughs) talk to you or they would talk to somebody else who was a yep. position coach, figuring, hey, I won't get in much trouble if I talk to him if I talk to Coach Am.
0: Mm-hmm. But,
1: again, those guys is what made that program, believe me. Yeah. Uh, they they made it so simple for me to be the head coach. And, yeah. you know, any accolade that I ever got or any award that I ever won, I always mentioned if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be standing here in this position, you know. That's, that's, so they're, they're one great group of guys. They all are.
0: That's – um. You know, I, I definitely actually feel the same way about all those coaches, and um I'm pretty sure they say that same thing about you. Um, Nate Ortiz says, "Ask him why <clears throat> he didn't let you didn't let him run the ball. Why didn't you let Nate run the ball?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> Even though I was his running back coach, uh, you know, you're always going to look towards the head guy, and the head guy uh-huh. makes the calls. You know, but it is a true, it is a good story about Nate Ortiz. Uh, When he was playing, we used to have this award called the Stove Award. Mm -hmm. And you would get points for tackles, interceptions, touchdowns, uh, whatever. You you Mm -hmm. receive points. And it came down to the Durfee game. And uh, Nello was, I believe, one point behind of winning the award. So uh, if you score a two-point conversion, you got two points or whatever. So he was the PAT holder. Mm-hmm. So we're going to kick a PAT. The ball is snapped. He doesn't put the ball on the tee. <laughs> he picks it up and runs around the end, gets two <laughs> points, and he wins the Stove Award.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you know? he that's probably one time he said hey I, i'm i'm thinking about team but this time i'm thinking about myself
1: and it's his last game of the year you know mm-hmm. he was a senior that year but again you know he he was a hard-nosed ball player you know and uh you, you love to have you know 10 11 of those kind of kids yeah know?
0: the uh it's one of the um comments here and um not that it has to be mentioned, but I'm gonna say it anyways, but it says coach man Coach ham did a lot for the black and brown kids in the community um and and you did it for everybody. It didn't matter who you were. you were a kid that needed something. I know you were gonna kind of do hundred percent and get us right um I've seen that you know as a player, I've seen that as a school resource officer that later coached under you and and um I really um that's what I was saying. Hmm. The uh Do you remember John Borowitz? I know you remember him.
1: Of course John Borowitz, he was the quarterback.
0: Yeah, have you have you I haven't seen him, heard from him. Um I don't know how he's doing, but uh have you heard from him?
1: If you saw John Borowitz now, you wouldn't recognize him. He is so um, skinny. Yeah. But longer here. He is a professional Artist,
0: I heard so, that. Yeah,
1: got his own art studio, uh, and I, I understand he's doing very well.
0: Good. I'm gonna have to reach out to him. You know, um, earlier today I was trying to reach out to Mickey Gonzalez to try to do a podcast with him, and um, and I I, I like to hear his stories too. That's another funny dude. People don't realize it, but he is a comedian.
1: Oh, he, uh, his big claim to fame amongst the coaching staff is he does a sketch about me <laughs> from another person who was in the ministry. And uh, when every time we were out and there was six or seven coaches, they would always, you know, get up, get them going. Come on, Mickey! Come on, Mickey! Do that thing about Coach Ham. Do the thing about Coach Ham. You know. And it just bring you to tears. And I've, that, he is a funny man, but to tell you, he, he was a very big supporter of our football program.
0: He sure was. He's uh, he I seen that skit, so I know what you're talking about. <laughs> and I actually, I had tears in my eyes because it was. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh Donald Tavares says a lot of people don't know how high. Uh, let me see. It says high and long. Yep. Could kick a football, a professional kicker. Um, and Donald, Donald talked about how you used to get him to end up blowing up people, blowing up defensive end, whoever it may be, linebacker. It's just something that you, you sparked him, you made him a better blocker, you know.
1: Well, Don, you know, Donald, number one, uh, when I was listening to your your cast last week about the three guys, you know, looking at them, you had, of course, you, you had the overall total complete athlete in Dwayne. You mm-hmm. had Michael Grant, who was, you want to call him your true student-athlete type kid.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then you
1: had the kid that I really like is the kid who – might struggle maybe in the classroom maybe things aren't going good in the, in the in the community or whatever but he wants to play football and he loves the game and that's why yeah. I had a great relationship with Donald Tavas because I felt for the kid and i I felt bad that he didn't have a chance to play tailback yeah because he he was just a pure football player. Mm-hmm. And I know he was a little discouraged when he had to be the, the fullback. But, yeah. you know, uh, in the McPherson system, the pullback did a lot of blocking. And I told him, you know, if if you want a ticket to go somewhere or someone to look at you, you got to make sure that that person you're going to block is down. And, mm-hmm. you know, don't leave any questions unanswered. And that's what he did. I mean, he yeah. worked hard at it, and he became a perfectionist. I'm telling you. One yeah, tough he's... kid.
0: Yeah, he's uh. He's definitely one of my dear friends, um, and uh, we got we got Tripper. Tripper left a comment here for you. Said so Charlie Coach Ham, I have so much respect for both of you and all you have done for the New Bedford community. Tripper. Now Tripper, he did a couple of things for us, but I remember him punting. He was a punter. I think you guys had him on the end for a little bit if I was correct, I'm not sure.
1: Uh, yeah, he, he was a kicker. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure, uh, position wise we played. Yeah.
0: I love him. Um, that uh, dude, he's, uh, he's, he's a great debater. If I need to debate something, I'm calling Tripper and telling him, Hey, come <laughs> back, come back to new Bedford. I need you for an hour or so. <laughs> but, um, I, I I just um I love New Bedford sports and um from what I gather um speaking to Coach Sabrito that um they're getting things ready for a season. Um and a whole lot of restrictions because of COVID, so I guess uh, things are gonna change. But it's gonna be so nice to see you guys playing some some football. Um coach what's the reason why they don't play on the on the newer fields
1: uh from what i understand is that the stadium the grass stadium is the legit football field the, yep. the turf field does not have visiting stands so if we were to play Brockton say on a friday night or a saturday night or whatever and it was a very important game and you had a real real large crowd and you get them all on the same side of the stadium you know and you had parents like the good Ein's on cheering you on who Mm -hmm. did something good they had run into the the brockton section Mm -hmm. yeah into the saint john Mm -hmm. section (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, there might be some problems. Mm, Yeah. uh, That's the only reason I see why we don't use the turf field is because of the fact that if you're playing a big game, uh, that, uh, you know, where are you going to put all the, you know, all the fans, but I mean, me personally, I still love the grass. Uh, the the ground crew has done a tremendous job the last, you know, five or six years on that field. Uh, Teams that come down, who play on it, who have a turf field at home. Can't believe how good it is to play on natural grass. Mm-hmm. Uh, you hear the, some of the kids talking about, yeah, when you get tackled hard and you fall down, you're hitting the ground. It's not like hitting that turf. True. But, uh, it just, to me, it's like real football. Yeah. That's what I call real football, playing on, mm-hmm. playing on the natural grass.
0: So true. So true. I, um... I'm looking to have some guests on the, on this podcast and, um, you know, I like to get a few people on here eventually to talk about coach, coach worth. Um, and, uh, I mean, I know I got a few people in line that will do that. Um, and, and when he came, when he came in the area, it kind of, it, it just hit us by, a, you know, like a snowstorm. And, um, in a good way, you know. It's a different, different coach, different person. You know. Can you share some of the experiences with you and Coach Worth? You know.
1: Sure. You know, when Coach Worth came here, what New Bedford got was they got a quality college coach because he coached at Brown, he coached at the University of New Haven, and you know, uh, his, his thought of coaching high school football when he got here was, was a rude awakening. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like you're coaching kids at Brown, Mm -hmm. you know, you, you, uh, you're coaching kids at new Bedford kids who want to play, who are aggressive. Some have talent, some don't, some have knowledge of the game, some don't. Yeah, And, uh, he had a rude awakening, and when he tried to put his system in, uh, he had a system called coaching on the run. Yeah, where you were coach, you were actually as a coach running down with your kids, trying to mm-hmm. coach him here and there. Then you got to run back and and uh, that that sort of after the first year or so, sort of cut right out. And then he went back to legit high school coaching, like everybody else coaches. But his yeah. mind for the game. He could he could think of something because of coaching in college, uh, right on the spot. If this mm-hmm. is not working, boom, well we're gonna go to plan B. Well, plan B, don't work, we got plan C. You know. Uh, I can always remember him at the at the coaches meetings and this, you know, and uh, he'd stand up there, they'd have his glasses, his glasses like this down on the edge <laughs> of his nose, and it'd have a button in his mouth. Mm-hmm. You know, and have the uh, eraser in one hand and the chalk in the other. And as he's putting it up and ex- trying to explain to us, he's erasing at the same time. Mm-hmm. You now, how the heck can we try to learn your system when you're, you know, when you're teaching that way? Mm-hmm. We can't understand how are the kids go to understand. <laughs> but, I mean, his mind was uh, just phenomenal about football. You know. Yeah. And again, he was from the old school. You had to do it his way, I'll see you later. Yeah. And uh, you know, he he was an amazing man. I used to take three by five card note cards, and I'd always try to write everything down and I'd put it in my, my pocket. And when we get out on the field, he'd be sort of like his mind was wandering about what he wanted to do. And I'd pull out my card and I'd say, Coach, right here, here's what we're gonna do. He'd say, take that card and rip it up. I just changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> so again, I mean, that's, that's the kind of knowledge this guy had. You know, he was one, And he pushed kids to the limit. Yeah. You know, uh, two people that come to mind right off the bat, if you want to get them on the air, if they'll come. Yeah. To speak about Joe Worth uh, is uh, Coach Freddie Pimentel.
0: Yep.
1: And Coach Steve Estevez.
0: Yeah. Uh, I,
1: both of them would would get up there, and uh, I mean, they always say if it wasn't for him, they wouldn't, you know, have gone to school and done what they accomplished in school, and, and, and now you know into their life. Uh, exactly.
0: We um, being around Freddie and Steve, um, they shared a lot of those stories, and you know they were comical. Um, and until this day, they praise him We. Um we actually have a fantasy football team named after him.
1: Oh great. And it,
0: yeah, and it's it's probably it's over thirteen years that we had it. So it's kinda um you no, know, just a tribute to him. I I was fortunate being at Keith at the school resource officer and um being around Coach Seed, Coach Mergo, Um, you know, and uh and they would share some stories. Even Coach Raleigh, you know coach John Raleigh. And we would just kind of sit there and talk, um, occasionally, you know, Michael was around and stuff like that. And, um, those are, those are grown men praising him and talking about him laughing. And, um, but it's just like you said, he was different coach and uh different philosophy and then he adapted eventually. So, but through his teachings, uh, look, we got, Coach Estevez and Freddie, I think they're both educated you know, both teachers, you know. Uh, so I don't know, coach. I, I just wanna I'm gonna look through these comments, see what we got. Um feel free to chime in and share any kind of story that you want because it's all about you. Uh, let's see here. Um All right. Michael Consatio says, uh, Coach Hamlet, great coach, great person, dear friend of of yours, and he says he loves you. Yeah. Um, So.
1: No, I I knew of Mikey when he was playing in high school, and I saw him throughout the community here and there. And then all of a sudden we had to go to the same establishment, and it was like, boom. We just hit it off, and we became mm-hmm. very, very good friends. We were together all the time, doing things, going for breakfast all the time. You know, uh, betting each other things here and there, and the loser would have to buy breakfast over Dylan's. And, uh, yep. <laughs> uh, he he is a great, great, great man, and I I just love what he's doing, you know, uh, with all these different sport things for the community for the kids. It's excellent. He he is an outstanding man, and yes, he is a very, very good friend of dear friend of
0: mine yeah uh rodney victor says what about mr rose kool-aid in the old field house
1: oh that that was the adult kool-aid
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: that was adult kool-aid <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh,
0: uh
1: mr rose uh, you know, tony was uh, a tremendous guy he, he's he was there for years at the field house. Yeah. He, he had a cabinet in the field house that uh, had a lot of different kinds of Kool Aid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, some of those uh, real, 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 cold, cold days. After <laughs> day.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. Mr. Rose, and he didn't live too far. so. No, but, um, all, no. Uh, I remember him. I remember Red. Yes, um,
1: Red, Red Williams,
0: old Smitty.
1: Oh, good old yeah. Smitty! You know, people people can say what they want about Smitty. Uh, you know, you hear a lot of people badmouth him. You know, yeah, because he was loud. You know, being loud is one thing, but being loud and being aggressive is a different thing. He was just loud. He just wanted yeah. heard. He wanted mm-hmm. people to know that he was around. You know, yeah. but. Uh, you know his back wasn't anything like a bite, You know, no, no, he's. But, he, but what he did for the, you know, for the, for the football team, or for actually any sport that would let him hang around, mm-hmm. he'd do anything. I mean, if I asked for something, it would be done in no time, no, no questions asked. Uh, you know, a tremendous guy to have around the program, and you know, he was a lot of help to Mister Rose in the field house and. Uh, sure. You know, guys like that. You got to appreciate, but yet they gotta know too, uh, where their where their liners. Sometimes yeah, pretty thought yeah. he was the head coach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know? And then I'd have to get him aside into the conference room and, and, and talk to him and tell him, you know, you know who's who's who around this place, you know. Yeah. Uh, but a guy like that, you gotta love having the guy around your program.
0: It was a uh, it was a great fieldhouse. Even though we thought for years it was gonna it was gonna split apart, you know, and the big okay. crack in the wall and everything, we thought it was gonna we we're gonna have two outs eventually.
1: You got one wall six inches off the floor, and you know, <laughs> but the the reason the building still stands, is it's got a cast iron uh, frame. Yeah, you know? but everything else was falling apart.
0: Uh-huh. Uh huh. Aye-aye-aye. Coach Gonzalez, Mickey Gonzalez is calling me now. I have to call him back.
1: Take the call. (laughs) Let me see. Tell me you put him on speakerphone.
0: (laughs) Hey, Mickey. Hey, Charlie. What's going on, brother? How you been, man? Hey, I'm talking to Coach Hamley on my podcast right now. Oh, no sir. Yeah. (laughs)
1: How
0: you doing, man?
1: all right man nobody sees anybody because
0: you know what's happening in this country and all this world is COVID and all you know what i mean well i just uh coach hamlet told me to answer this phone so i'm gonna i had to answer it and um but i want to put you on the podcast just like we have coach hamlet on and um want to talk about you your coaching your basketball career so on and so forth so um if if oh, yeah, yeah. if you got time, you know, this weekend I'll give you a call and then we can uh arrange that.
1: Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, why not? Right? All right, tell coach. Valley, tell him he's gonna wear a Don of uh, Hey. Uh, oh tomorrow. See, tomorrow's already Friday,
0: huh? Coach Mickey, uh Coach Hamlet said you gotta wear your Don Cheney suit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's, does he know what's happening with this what's going on <laughs> well we're we're gonna sit down and we you and I could chat um I could give you a call as soon as tomorrow and just talk about our arrangements if you want yeah okay that sounds good all right coach Alrighty. God yeah, bless you I'm stay good. safe
1: God it, bro. Uh, all right nice man here, take uh, care
0: bye-bye. it's a good man just like you.
1: Oh great man, great man. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm gonna remind him about that Don Cheney suit. <laughs>
1: oh yeah. Well because yeah. He, first, he first became the first became the head coach of the basketball team for the girls. I went to the you know, I was going to the games and all of a sudden he comes out and he's he's decked out. Tie, you know, double breasted jacket mm-hmm. on his suit. And I, I said, Holy case, you look like freaking Don Cheney from the Celtics." <laughs> And then it's stuck and, every time, like, wow, I Don <laughs> and then all of a sudden he's, he's coaching in a sweater or a, or a golf mm-hmm. shirt. Like, oh, what's Don Cheney? What happened to
0: him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, coach, I am so honored to have you on here. I uh um just wanted to kind of give you some praise it's not as much as i would like to you know because you deserve the world you've done a lot for us and um you ever need me don't hesitate you have my phone call me i don't care when it is what it's about if you ever need me i'll be there for you
1: thank you Charlie. it's been a pleasure being on and last words go wireless
0: that's right <laughs> got my gear i still got it still fits
1: Looking good in it, Charlie. Looking
0: good. Nice nice hat. I'm doing all right. Got a coach from Coach Seed. I got this from Estevez and them guys. So, hey. But I love you, Coach. And uh, you hanging in. God bless. God bless you. Thank you,
1: Charlie. Have a good night. Thank you. You too. All
0: right. Good night. Bye-bye. Good night. Bye bye Hey, everyone. Thank you. Thank you for that time that you shared with Coach Hamlet. Um, you know he, he's a great dude, as we said probably a hundred times already on this podcast. Um, and and start looking out looking out for those guys that mentored you and uh, women that mentored you, men and women, and 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 praise them. Give them some praise. Show them that you guys love them, and and definitely you know let them hear it. They probably heard it a thousand times, but guess what? Give it to them one more time. Tell the mentors that you have that you love them um, because if they wasn't around, somebody may have been in their place that might not been the t- type of person that we needed or deserved on the football field or in the, um, you know, in the classroom. And Reggie Victor – Thank you, man. Always, 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 uh, support me on this podcast. I'm trying to do the best I can and, uh, feel free. Get in touch with me anytime. Facebook, you know, send me a message. If you want a guest on the show, just let me know. And I'll try to reach out to him. Um, this Saturday is going to be, uh, I'm going to have two so- shows. Going to actually have another one on Sunday. Um, so stay tuned. Um, I may be the flash reporter. You know, if story comes my way, I'm going to definitely put it on there, um, on the air, on the podcast. So just trying to do my J-O-B. And um, so but, uh, in conclusion, I want you all to stay safe, mask those beautiful faces, hand sanitize and wash those hands keep each other safe. We're still not out of this, you know, but please, please, if you're entitled to the shot, get that shot and stay safe. Love you. God bless. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome, everybody, to the Really Charlie Podcast. I use Anchor for my podcast because it's easy. I can, um, access it on my phone, on my computer, um, whatever it may be, my iPad. It's definitely very, very easy to use, and, um, if I could, I would do a podcast every day. Anchor helps me do that because it's so simple and easy. Um, my friends, my family, um, the listeners, and in some case the viewers, they, they all enjoy it. It's a very, very easy transition um, and Anchor is definitely the key to that. And I highly recommend that if you want to start a podcast, just download the app of Anchor and it's really self-explanatory and it really, really, really can get you started and off and running. So try Anchor just like I did.